Welcome back to more Money Minutes for Doctors, episode number five. Catherine Vesnes here, and today our topic is tax-efficient investing strategies for doctors. So welcome back. We're going to be talking about different types of retirement accounts, their tax consequences, and how you can get the most out of them when it really matters. Now, for further questions, or if there's something else that you would like us to chat about, or to cover in a future episode, please reach out to us at info at mdfinancialadvisors.com. Now, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media at MD Financial Advisors so you never miss an episode. So let's start talking about retirement or what I prefer to think of as financial independence. So when it comes to saving for this item, we think of it as the biggest rock, the largest thing that you're ever going to have to save for, because let's face it, it's going to be your most expensive purchase, which is paying all of your expenses during this time period when you're no longer getting a paycheck. Now, most of our doctors have been thinking about this and some of the questions going through their minds are, will they have enough money to retire? Are they going to run out of money? And something they should be asking themselves is your money positioned in the right type of accounts? And the reason we have to talk about this, and it's so important to us in our practice, is taxes are going to have a bigger impact on your future than any market swings. Let me say that again. I don't care how much the market is up, how much it is down, believe it or not, that is gonna be minor compared to the amount of taxes that you are going to owe in retirement. Now that old theory that frankly they taught us as financial advisors for many years was push taxes into the future, right? The whole thought was push them into the future because when you retire, you're gonna be in a lower tax bracket and that's gonna be better for you financially. Well, about 15 years ago, I had one of those, oh my God thoughts, which was what if this theory is wrong? What if clients are actually going to be in a higher tax bracket in retirement? Oh my gosh. And then we cost them thousands by pushing taxes into the future when they'll actually be paying more for taxes, not less. So I will say this old theory does not work anymore. And to prove that point earlier this morning, before I recorded this, I was actually meeting with my very own accountant to do my tax plannings between now and the end of the year. And his comment to me was, depending on what happens in the Senate, because right now as we're recording this, things are still up in the air on who's going to be president and what happens to the Senate and what happens to Congress. He says, we may want to be pushing your taxes into this year because we think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket this year. On the other hand, if things could go the other way, you might be in a lower tax bracket next year. So his point, I think, is exactly my point, is we can't always keep pushing taxes into the future because that strategy will very likely not work for you anymore. So unfortunately, sometimes it's better to be paying taxes now than in retirement. So let's talk about what we think of as the tax control triangle or the three different tax buckets. So there's basically three the tax now bucket, the tax later, and everybody's favorite, the tax never. So we're gonna go over these in more detail. First of all, the tax now bucket. Now this can be called a brokerage account. It's, some people will call it a non-qualified account, meaning it's not qualified for special tax advantages, or some of them call it a taxable account. 
all of those names really just refer to the same type of account. Now, the type of accounts this could be, it could be a savings account at your bank, it could be an investment account at Charles Schwab or Merrill Lynch, where you own stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or other investments. It can also refer to real estate, uh, certificates of deposits, money market accounts. Now, how is this bucket taxed? This is so important. This bucket is taxed on the capital gains on the profits. Now, for most clients, most of these capital gains are what we call long-term capital gains as opposed to short-term capital gains. So let me explain that first. So a short-term capital gain is if you buy investment X, let's say you bought it for $10,000 and before the 12 months are out, you sell it for 25,000, you've got a $15,000 profit. When you do that in less than a year, that $15,000 profit, but only the profit, is taxed at ordinary income tax rates. You never pay tax on what we call the basis or the $10,000, your initial investment, because that goes in after tax, you've already paid tax on it. Now, what we want to do with this account is to set it up for what we call long-term capital gains. Now, in my same example, 10,000 grows to 25, if we don't realize that gain, we don't sell that account until more than a year, then we have long-term capital gains. Very important for doctors because long-term capital gains are probably gonna be taxed at a 15 to a 20% federal level, but we've gotta add the states into, and for many states like Massachusetts, it might be another 5%. So in general, we're roughly looking at maybe a 20 to 25% capital gains rate for long-term capital gains. Now it can be more if you're in a state like California, then it can be a lot more. Now let's talk about the pros and cons of this account. Pros, liquid money. There's no surrender charges, no penalties for withdrawals. You can get this money with the exception of real estate. You can get this money at any time. Everybody needs money into this bucket. Every doctor, I don't care if you're a resident or fellow or if you're a 70 year old doctor, you need money in this bucket. And it's absolutely essential for emergency funds, but also for other opportunities. So that's our first bucket, the tax now bucket. Let's talk about our second bucket, tax later. Typically these are called retirement accounts and some examples include 401ks, 403bs, 457s, IRAs, simple IRAs, SEP IRAs, and there's probably a whole bunch of others. Now, when it comes to the pros, it's way fun to put money in these accounts this year because it's going to save you taxes today. So take your 401k at work. As an employee there, if you put in $19,500 this year because you're under 50, great. That is $19,500 you don't have to pay tax on this year. Whoopee. So if roughly a third or more of that's going in taxes, that might be six, $7,000 or so that you're actually saving in taxes this year by putting money in the pre-tax portion of your 401k, 403b at work. Now that's the positive side, but what about the cons? Each of these buckets, as you see, has got a pro and a con. And the con here is that when you pull this money out in retirement, it's going to be taxed at the higher rates. It's going to be taxed at ordinary income tax rates. And heaven forbid you should have to pull the money out early, it's gonna be penalties if you're pulling it out before you're 59 and a half. Yes, 10% penalty plus 
the ordinary income tax on the amount of money that you've pulled out. Now, one of the other cons here is frankly, none of us know what taxes are gonna be like next year, much less what taxes are gonna be like in retirement. I believe taxes are gonna be going up and down depending on who's in Congress. And so we have to plan for both high taxes in retirement, medium and even low taxes. But statistically, because our national debt is so high, I think that we're much more likely to be having high taxes in retirement. So what does that mean? We could be paying money or taxes on this account today at relatively lower rates, or we could wait and pay tax on it in the future when there's a chance that the rates are going to be much higher. So we've got two problems with this account. A, we don't know how big that account's gonna to grow to, and B, we have no idea what the tax rates are going to be when you actually have to pull the money out. Now, keep in mind that today as we're talking, the top federal rate for ordinary income tax is a whopping 36.9%. I know that sounds horrible, but believe it or not, compared to history, it's actually on the low side. Yes, I know that's very hard to believe. And then keep in mind, we've got state taxes on top of that. In California, that's around another 13%. In Minnesota, it's about almost 10%. So ordinary income tax on this money can be devastating. So I just had a situation where I had a client who inherited some retirement accounts uh, in California, and it's about $3 million or so in some retirement accounts. And he's thinking, oh boy, $3 million. I went, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your dad never paid income tax on any of that money. And he looks at me kind of shocked. And I said, given that you're California, and I'm not saying you should do this, but if you took all that money out this year, you'd lose over 50% in taxes. So it's not really worth $3 million. It might be worth one and a half or even less, depending on when you wanted to pay the taxes. So the ordinary income tax in this bucket can be very painful. Now, whether doctors should put all of their money in the pre-tax portion of their 401ks or 403bs at work, or whether they should use the after-tax or the Roth accounts, which I'll be talking about in a minute, depends a lot on a couple of factors. So one of the things we like to take into consideration is what is your earning rate? So if I've got an orthopedic surgeon in California or New Jersey, and for some reason we have a lot of them there, you're already in a very, very high tax bracket. You're in a high federal tax bracket and you're in a high state tax bracket. And it could be that we're just, the best thing for you to put everything in the pre-tax portion because it's going to save you some taxes today. Yes, it's gonna be painful down the road, but we have to do kind of a trade-off and maybe saving taxes today might be the best for you. On the other hand, if I have a pediatrician who's in a lower tax state or maybe even Texas where they've got zero taxes, maybe they're making 190, 200,000 a year, I would have them probably putting most of their money in the Roth or the after-tax portion, pay the taxes up front. We'll talk about in a minute why that can be important. So another problem I've seen with this bucket is with do-it-yourself doctors, particularly 60, 65, 70-year-old doctors, they'll come to me, they're having second thoughts about retirement because they're worried about running out of money, which they should be. And they're very often, they've got a million dollar in their brokerage accounts and three million, sometimes even four million in their tax deferred bucket. 
This is their 401k at work usually. Um, and they're thinking, okay, I'm in great shape, right? 3 million plus 1 million, that's like $4 million. I'm like, uh, no, that 3 million, remember, hasn't been taxed. It's really worth a whole lot less than that. And by the way, you have no money at all in the tax-free bucket, which we'll be talking about later. And that situation, having all of your money in the pre-tax or in uh, taxable accounts can be very, very painful in retirement. I've run some numbers for doctors and it's not unusual for doctors to be paying million or more dollars too much in taxes because they didn't think about preparing their accounts properly before they retired when they had the chance to do it. So it can be very misleading to have a lot of money in these pre-tax accounts because it really shouldn't just have your name on it. It should have your name and Uncle Sam's. So don't get fixated on saving taxes this year. Take the long view because that can be much, much better for you in the, like I said, in the long haul. And literally I've seen it save doctors millions of dollars in taxes if they think about it upfront. All right, our third tax bucket, the tax never bucket. Unfortunately, there are very few things left in the tax never bucket. So 529 plans, which you can use for college, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, Roth 403bs, um, municipal bonds, um, health savings accounts, and investment grade life insurance. That's pretty much it. Everything else is illegal. Now think about this. If you've been a doctor back in the 1980s, our conversation today would be so much different because I could literally schedule your tax bill and pretty much get it close to zero. And we did that with certain kind of investments where we got what was called write-offs. So if you were looking at a $100,000 tax bill, we might put $10,000 into investment X. It would allow you to write off $100,000 from taxes or deduct $100,000 actually in taxes. Your tax bill zeroed out to nothing and you are extremely happy. And then your next question should be, well, Catherine, how did that $10,000 investment go? Well, by and large, not too well. Uh, many of those investments failed, but I'll be frank, clients weren't too worried about that because they were still ahead. They still were $90,000 ahead. Well, that was the 1980s. Today, it's something very, very different. Almost everything that we could use back in those days is now illegal. So we actually have very, very few ways that you can get money into the tax never bucket or the tax free bucket. And it really behooves our doctors to be very smart about this and take advantage every single year, because if you don't, you lose that opportunity forever. Now let's talk about some of the pros and the cons of this bucket. So let's start with the cons first. The cons is the money goes into this bucket after tax. So you pay the tax upfront. That's with any of the items here. And there's also big, big penalties if you pull them out from your Roth accounts or your 529s or even from the investment grade life insurance before a certain time period. So you don't want to put any money in this bucket that you're going to need in the next couple of years because the penalties can be very painful. There's a 10% penalty if you pull it out before 59 and a half, and then ordinary income tax on the gain. Now, some of you are wondering, well, why is investment grade 
life insurance still on the tax-free list? I don't really have a good answer for that other than the life insurance industry must be one of the most powerful lobbies in Congress. And maybe every member of Congress has this kind of policy. That's the only reason I can think. We did talk about life insurance in a previous um, episode. I hope you can go back and check that out. But typically, I, it's very rare that I think we'd have a doctor that's a really, really good fit for investment grade life insurance. They need to be high earners. They need to have maximized their other buckets. They've got a lot of disposable income. Uh, they're healthy. They're younger. There's just a lot of uh, planets that have to line up for this to be a good choice for them. So that is not going to work for most of our clients. Now, something else on this list is a health savings account. If you've got an can use that at work because your employer provides it, please take advantage of it. And a great tax strategy is to maximize that account out every year. And then if possible, not to use the money. Yes, if your kids need braces, it's lovely if you can pay for it outside the health savings account. Um, or if you need your teeth cleaned, if you can pay for it outside the health savings account. And the reason is, if you do the health savings account correctly, it's one of the few accounts that you never ever pay tax on it. So you don't pay tax on any money going in. And when you pull it out, preferably in retirement, you don't pay any taxes on it then either. So we like to use this as an extra tax advantaged account that you can pull money out tax-free in retirement for medical expenses when they're very, very likely to be much higher than they are for you today. Now, unfortunately, there are very few ways to get money in the tax-free or the tax-never bucket. So Roth accounts. If your employer offers a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b, by all means, take advantage of that. If they don't offer it, you're kind of out of luck. Uh, so, so there's really nothing you can do other than to encourage them to offer those accounts. We also do backdoor Roth IRAs. This works for some of our doctors, not for, not for others. You can look at your situation. We can review it with you and let you know whether we think you're a candidate for doing a backdoor Roth IRA, which is a tax loophole, totally legal to do it. Now, if you have side income, that is 1099 income, you may qualify for what's called an independent or a solo Roth 401k. Now we do talk about this in the classes that we've been doing on side gig income. So if you'd like some more information about that, just let us know and we can certainly give you some more information about that. But this can be a great way to maximize tax deductions today and, in, and to get some tax free income in the future. And one of the last ways to get money in the tax free bucket is to convert your old IRAs. So if you've got money in an old IRA, you can convert some or all of that into a Roth IRA. Now, of course, the downside is you're going to have to pay taxes on that money. Um, it's due April 15th on the year after you make that conversion. So this takes a little more thought than you would think. We actually use some software to take a look at your current income and your current tax brackets then I like to run some numbers and see how much can you take from your old IRA and convert it without getting into the next highest tax bracket. And then as much as possible, we wanna fill up those tax brackets now, particularly if you think you're gonna be in lower tax brackets now than you're gonna be in the future. So we convert just enough to stay under that limit. 
Or if you prefer, we can always work with your accountant too, who can run some numbers for you. Now, I think of this bucket as tax insurance. And my advice is get as much money in there every year as you possibly can, because it's gonna make a gigantic difference in your retirement down the road. Let's talk about how to pull all of this together for you. Where do you start designing your own tax efficient strategy? So number one, let's look at the tax now bucket or your taxable brokerage accounts. You need that money for liquidity. It's extremely important. So that's always step one. I don't care if you're a resident and fellow. I don't care if you're a 70 year old doctor with millions of dollars. We want to make sure that we've got enough money in that bucket. Number two, the tax deferred bucket. So while you're working, at the very minimum, you want to put in enough in that account to get your employer's match. So typically that your employer might say, if you put in two or 3% of your income, we will give you 3% match. So for sure you want to do it at least up to that match. And if you're a high earning doctor in a higher tax state, you're probably gonna to wanna to put all of it into that bucket. Now, our final bucket, the tax-free bucket. There are so few ways of getting money into this back bucket. You need to do whatever you can, whenever you can. So if you're one of our beloved clients, it's about this time every year, we reach out to you and say, do you want to do a backdoor Roth or do you want to do some conversions? Because we have very little time to be able to do them. And if we don't do a backdoor Roth for you this year that you're eligible for, we lose the ability forever to put that year's money into a tax-free bucket. So the sooner you start, the better. Very often you lose the opportunity to put money in as the years go by. Now, our final goal in retirement, to be frank with all of this, is what I call tax arbitrage. When you're in retirement and you need money to live on, where do we pull it? A lot of our clients haven't thought about that. They're not getting it in check from their employer. They're like, how do I support myself? Well, we're going to be pulling money out of your brokerage accounts and the taxable bucket, out of your retirement accounts and the tax deferred bucket, and in your tax-free bucket from those accounts too. The question is, how much do we pull from each bucket and when? And that is a question that can be answered only every year when we know what is your personal situation, how much money do you need, and also what are the tax rates? And as I've mentioned before, I've seen doctors literally save millions of dollars in taxes in retirement if they think about this process early. So if you're a 30, 40, 50 year old doc, we've got time to get money in that tax-free bucket. If you're 65 or 70, I have very few years and very few ways of getting money into that tax-free bucket. So the sooner you start, the better and the easier and the less painful it's going to be. So in conclusion, some of the things for you to think about, how much money are you gonna put into your taxable bucket, your brokerage accounts, et cetera, every year so that you've got enough liquidity? How much money do you wanna put in your tax deferred accounts so you can save some taxes this year? And how much go into the tax-free accounts so that you never have to pay taxes again? Having money in each bucket leads to much more flexibility in retirement, not to mention more money and less taxes. So if you have an existing IRA, let's take a look at a conversion strategy that can work for you and see whether it makes sense to start converting some or all of that into your Roth accounts so you too can be saving money in the future. So in closing, 
please follow us on social media, MD Financial Advisors. And if you found this helpful, I'm hoping you're going to forward it to your colleagues because many of them could really use some help when it comes to tax efficient planning for their future. Now, I think you all know by now that I have a passion for helping doctors and I really want to bring you a sense of peace about your financial future. I love helping you. It's so fun for me to go to work every day, realizing that I am changing lives. So please send us your questions because I'd be very happy to answer them or maybe even topics for future issues of our podcasts. It really, really means a lot to me to be able to bless you. And finally, you can reach out to us directly if you'd like a second opinion on your financial health. And you can do that by emailing us at info at mdfinancialadvisors.com. So please stay healthy and prosper.